founder, one of the co-founders of Muscat, the marketing performance managing platform. It is more important to focus on your founder than it is the greatest idea. They launched back in 2014, 2015, got their first product out, did about a hundred grand in revenue, 5X that in 2015. Now monthly, they're doing a hundred grand per month, trying to hit that beautiful $3 million AR run rate by the end of 2017. Really healthy growth, $1.2 million raised with about 25 folks, 20 full time, five contractors, healthy economics with a $20,000 CAC on average, but an annual ACV, kind of average of 25 grand. Based in Stockholm, Sweden, again, riding a rocket ship. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Oscar Nelson. He's the CEO of Muscat, the marketing technology and a SaaS company he co-founded after spending 12 years in various marketing roles in small and large companies. Industry-wise, he's had a mixed background from consulting, media, telecommunications, and enterprise software. He considers himself a business generalist more than a specialist. Oscar, are you ready to take us to the top? I am, I am. I am. Very good. So tell us about the company. Uh, what does Muscat do and how do you make money? So Muscat is a marketing performance management app. Uh, we help customers increase their marketing efficiency and marketing effectiveness, ultimately uh, enabling them to increase their marketing ROI. And we sell this as an uh, enterprise uh, B2B SaaS application. Okay. And when you say enterprise, I mean, are you talking like $10,000 annual contract values on average or higher? Uh, average uh, is about $25,000. Okay. Uh, uh, annual? We have yeah, annual, uh, and that's the average. We have customers that are well into six figures, and then we have some very, very small uh, businesses as well that pays uh, way less than that. And when did you launch the company? What year? Uh, so we, we founded the company in 2014, about three years ago, uh, and we spent uh, roughly one year uh, developing an alpha product, completely bootstrapped, uh, and then during the second year, uh, we launched uh, uh, a beta version of the product along with uh, a couple of lead customers. And then I would say that roughly one year ago, uh, we launched uh, the real product for real and went into sort of commercial phase. So what was so 2014 you bootstrapped for a year? Um, I mean, how did you support yourself? How did you buy food and pay rent if you were no customers and bootstrapping? Where did you get the money? Luckily, I'm married, and uh, I found support uh, that way. Basically, uh, my, my wife supported it, and uh, obviously we had some uh, savings. Uh, I mean, uh, this is the first company I, I founded. Uh, I had some uh, savings. Uh, my co-founder had some savings as well, so we just 
put everything we had into it. How much did you guys both together put in total, would you say? Um, I'd say uh, not not that much, just like uh, $100,000 each or so. Some people would say that, you know, a, a student graduating listening to the show right now would go, that's a, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that, that's a good point. And, and it, of course, obviously, it is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, uh, but but it, it's still small compared. Yeah, so you guys bootstrapped for that first year. You put in $100,000 total, mainly from your savings between yourself and your co-founder. Obviously, you're married, so your wife's income kind of supported you while you took this risk. You then launched the product with the first customers in 2015. Do you remember what your first year revenue was in 2015? It was not uh, a lot. I mean, we had all the customers were paying from day one. That was sort of a... Uh, decision we did that we need to have them pay something uh, just in order to to commit to to uh, effort of, of really using the product but that was more symbolic so i i think 2015 it was just a uh, hundred thousand dollars or something like that a hundred thousand yeah 2016 was i guess uh, the first uh, commercial uh, year and i think we had half a million um, uh, dollars in total revenues last year that's great okay great so year one 2015 was really you kind of beta product and you hit a hundred thousand dollars kind of in total sales 2016 you more than 5x that that's that's great yeah what's your goal for 20 what's your goal for 2017 so in december of 2017 uh you you hit what arr run rate do you want to hit well uh, we have a target of, of three million million uh, and uh, we'll see if we get there uh, obviously we start since we're still very very early stage uh, our sort of uh, growth rate month over month has been quite high uh, initially not sure if that's gonna last uh, but uh, we aim for it at least. A $3 million annual run rate by December of 2017 this year would mean in December you do about $264,000 in monthly recurring revenue. Help us understand your progress to that. What did you do last month? Um, so we're now uh, at, uh, we passed 100,000 uh, MRR uh, oh, great. recently. And um, what we've done uh, is basically grow half of our growth i would say roughly comes from new customer acquisitions the other half comes from upselling to the existing customer base and that's basically the the big pivot that we have made during the last year we've found that this is an enterprise uh, product that uh, needs to be sold to larger uh, companies that uh, have more users and thereby get more value out of the product and are also uh, willing and able to pay more for it whereas initially we uh, actively tried to sell mainly to to smaller customers which i guess is a natural way to start yep so what are you at today in terms of total customers uh we have uh, around 60 uh, customers um and uh, obviously some of them are small companies that we have never met uh, sort of bought our product uh, online uh, self-service uh, the customers that we really try to focus on with this product are um, bigger companies that we engage uh, with uh, more hands-on we, we actively provide customer support and uh, uh, customer success services to make sure that they can implement and manage our uh, product um, 
in the best way possible so that we can roll it out to larger teams, et cetera. Well, so I really respect the fact that you figured out a way early. Like it usually takes companies four or five years to realize how powerful expansion revenue is. It sounds like you kind of figured that out much earlier than other people I've had on the show. Um, was there something that forced you to start thinking about expansion revenue uh, you know, earlier than most people do it? And what is the number one trigger you are using when you're selling these guys on you know, doubling their contract values? Yeah. Great questions. Uh, I, I think w what forced us to to make drawing this conclusion is, is that we found that it takes almost the same effort from us to uh, onboard a new customer, even if they're small or, or large. So our sort of support and onboarding effort is is the same. Uh, so obviously, we'll be much more profitable if we can do that for, for a customer with, with a bigger um, contract. Plus, we actually did see some uh, early churn from the smallest teams, uh, simply because uh, it's quite a sort of deep, sophisticated product. And if you're only two or three guys collaborating in your marketing team, uh, you simply don't get an, enough uh, value out of it. But whereas if you're 20 or 30, all of a sudden it becomes uh, immensely more valuable because it's difficult to collaborate with such a team. And if you're 200 users, then you really can't live without it. So uh, the bigger customers we have, the happier they are. And we learn that pretty quickly. Now, what are you at today in terms of your team size? Uh, about 25 uh, people, uh, about 20 full-timers uh, hired, and then uh, five uh, consultants, uh, more or less. And break down the 20 full-time. What percentage are kind of sales and marketing versus engineering? Uh, so I, we have five in sales, uh, two sort of uh, pre-sales slash uh, onboarding uh, consultants, uh, uh, one in marketing, uh, and uh, the rest basically in uh, development uh, or sort of focused technical support. You, you look like you're reading from your notes. Did you know I was going to ask all these questions and you were like, I'm going to be prepared? <laughs> I did. And to be honest, I didn't know much about your your uh, podcast. podcast, but I did listen. I, I did listen to three or four episodes this week, and I felt, my God, <laughs> I know all these numbers, but uh, this guy asks questions so fast, so I better print them out so I have my deck here. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so take us back. You've got sixty customers again. Beta 2015, really commercial. Just you know, about 12, 15, 16 months ago. Um, how are you getting new customers? What's the weirdest strategy you've used to get a new customer? The weirdest strategy customer? Um, I don't think we've actually had any really weird strategies. We're just trying to, to find um, different ways. And to be honest, we get customers from uh, many different uh, sort of sources. And we're still trying to figure out which ones are, are, are the best. Tell me a source that you used that you, most people wouldn't guess or wouldn't think of. Uh, we do get, we are an OEM partner of Salesforce. Uh, so you can find uh, Muscat on the Salesforce app exchange. Uh, and we get a lot of customers uh, from there. Uh, but um, I would say, Otherwise, we, we just try to be um, present uh, in uh, contexts where we know that a lot of marketers uh, are, are present. So mm -hmm. we talk to a lot of uh, consulting agencies to, to make sure that they know who we, we are so that we can get referrals. 
we we try to stop we have some uh, agency resellers uh, trying to sort of hijack their customer base uh, like, like that because mm -hmm. in the enterprise uh, even if we, we, we speak specifically about our core target customers the big marketing teams that with big contracts the sales cycles are super long uh, so if we would manage all of that ourselves it's um, very resource consuming mm -hmm. so collaborating with um, partners is uh, very powerful for us and once obviously these oems and other partnerships kind of bring you customers what is your kind of fully weighted customer acquisition cost so include any paid spend plus kind of salaries and stuff um well uh, i i knew we were going to ask that so I, I try to calculate it and customer acquisition cost is one of the metrics that we have found uh, most difficult to work with uh, ourselves because what to include what not to include some customers uh, find us uh, from uh, an AdWord, and we can know what we paid for that AdWord, and they come else. Uh, so it's almost. Whereas others, we work on them for nine months and uh, do so much uh, to 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 sort of penetrate them, and the, the cost may be be huge. So just splitting basically our costs uh, across the, co the customers we acquire. Um, it's uh, it's it's a lot. I mean, it's uh, um, twenty twenty thousand per per customer if, yep. you, if you include everything. Some and just I, to be clear, you're literally you're are you literally summing up all of your basically sales, marketing, onboarding, paid media spend in a month, and then dividing the number of new customers that month into that number. Um, not, not, not onboarding, uh, not, not things that comes after sort of we've uh, uh, one okay. customer, but everything else. That's still pretty healthy because your ACV is 25 grand, right? So on average, so you're still getting a payback period of under 12 months, right? Yeah, I, I would say uh, roughly. Uh, you're hesitant when you say that, why? Uh, you, you just uh, wanted to think it through just because uh, what you said, what, what to include, what not to include, because after we win the customer, we do have support for, for, for that year. Uh, if we exclude that, then yes, we win it back before for a year. But if we were to include all of the support, it would be, I'm not sure it would be still under a year or just over, but roughly. Yep. Now, what did you spend last month just on paid acquisition? Just paid, like ads, Facebook, Google, things like that. So, so we, we have, on a monthly average, we, we spend uh, between... Uh, uh, 20, 20 grand, uh, 20,000 uh, US dollars on external uh, marketing of various sorts. And then and sometimes it's only uh, bought ad advertising, sometimes it's a big event, for example, a trade show or anything. I see. And then what do you, once you obviously acquire these customers, churn is obviously important in any SaaS company. What is your, I mean, it's pretty early for you guys still, but what do you assume the lifetime value is of one of yeah. these customers? Uh, very good question. Uh, and, uh, Difficult to say. What we do know is that the big customers are more happy, so we've never lost a big client, and they keep buying more. The small customers we tend to, to sometimes lose because uh, it was just not a good fit for them, or if it's a small team and the person who led the implementation quits, then maybe they will drop out. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but uh, on average, I mean, uh, most of our contracts are annual as well. Uh, so uh, it, it's uh, early stage to, to really calculate on that. 
but uh, I think it, when I've calculated it, we've seen that uh, around 2% uh, on monthly uh, churn. Logo churn or revenue churn? Uh, logo. Uh, revenue churn is uh, negative. That's great. What? It, how negative is it? What's your expansion revenue year over year on average? So like if a customer pays you 100 grand in year one, on on average, you grow that to 110 grand in year two, so that'd be 10% expansion? No, it, it's, it's more. It, it, I would say around 50, but it comes from a select few. So uh, mo say if a customer has a marketing team of 20 or 25 guys, they typically buy 20 or 25 licenses uh, at the beginning and there's not, nothing to expand really. Whereas if they are 200, they may still buy 25 or 50 to begin with and then expand. So the big, uh, the big guys, tend, they will have 100% of upsell. Yep. Last a few questions here. Um, have you bootstrapped this or have you raised capital? And if you've raised, how much have you raised? Uh, we've raised uh, 1.2 million uh, so far. So it's just seed stage uh, yet. Uh, we've raised from 10 different angels and, and um, uh, one accelerator and, and a seed fund. Oh, great. And then where are you guys all based? Uh, we have two offices. So headquarter is uh, here in Stockholm, Sweden, uh, where I'm at uh, right now in, in Northern Europe. Uh, and then we also have a fully owned sub subsidiary in Bangalore, India. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Very cool. All right, Oscar, let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are the easy ones. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Uh, I actually had to think about that. Uh, and I, I went for... Uh, the five dysfunctions uh, of a team. Uh, I'm not sure if you know the book. It's a great it's book. A guy called. You have read it? Yep. It's a little. It's a little. But it's um, a little book with a red cover. Uh, it is red cover. Yeah, Patrick Lencioni. There you have it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I like the fact that it was written like. Uh, like a novel it's not like an uh, educational fact book but it's more like uh, stories told as uh, if it was literature <laughs> yeah okay number two one word answer here is there a ceo you're following or studying right now um always study uh, ex ceo turned vc jason lemkin uh, very inspiring source of any kind of, of um, thing related to b2b SaaS. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Uh, I, I'm a heavy DocuSign user. Uh, I use it for customer contracts. I use it for our board meeting uh, notes, uh, for everything, basically. Uh, I, I really love that. And number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, I do. Uh, I actually had to calculate this because I knew you were going to ask it. And I think I do get eight okay. uh, on average over the week. Perhaps not uh, tonight, uh, not yesterday, but over the full week, yeah, I do. And what is your current situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, married, uh, two kids. And how old are you? 39. All right, last question here, Oscar. Take us back 19 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? 
20 years. I was still in, in, in school then, uh, probably just starting uni or, or, or not even then. Uh, but uh, looking back, I have spent uh, a, a lot of time always thinking about different business ideas, thinking about what kind of companies uh, could, could I start. And I simply haven't gotten around to do it uh, until three or four years ago. Um, and I think looking in the rearview mirror, I may have spent too much time looking for the greatest idea, whereas what I should have done was spend more time looking for the great co-founder to do it with, uh, because I think that's actually more important. So. Um, our company today, it's more the product of, of the perfect match between me and my co-founder Håkan than uh, the fact that we had a super innovative uh, idea uh, on the sort of drawing board. There you guys have it from Oscar, founder, one of the co-founders of Muscat, the marketing performance managing platform. It is more important to focus on your founder than it is the greatest idea. They launched back in 2014, 2015, got their first product out, did about 100 grand in revenue, 5X that in 2015. Now monthly, they're doing 100 grand per month, trying to hit that beautiful $3 million AR run rate by the end of 2017. Really healthy growth, 1.2 million dollars raised with about 25 folks 20 full-time five contractors healthy economics with a twenty thousand dollar cac on average but an annual acv kind of average of 25 grand based in stockholm sweden again riding a rocket ship oscar thank you for taking us to the top ah, thanks, 